Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark. With me, as always, is Charles W. Chuck Bryant, which makes this Stuff You Should Know. How's it going, Chuck? It is great. How are you, sir? I'm fine. <laughs> I'm, I can feel spring right around the corner, and I'm, really? I'm getting a little excited. Yeah, you know the Groundhog, um, Roscoe P. Coltrane? Oh, uh, yeah? The Ge- is that the Georgia guy? No, that's um, General... General Lee, right? Yeah. Where is Roscoe the one in Pennsylvania? No, yeah. that's Paul Tuckett Pete. Oh, that's right. Puxatawney <laughs> Phil. Puxatawney Phil. Pawtucket Pete. I think that's from Family that's just Guy. Some, uh, that's just some <laughs> crazy guy in Pawtucket. That's Pawtucket Pete. This is the best start ever. Yeah, it is. Because <laughs> none of this has anything to do with what we're fixing to talk about. Well, spring is around the corner. That just tickles me to death. That was not... No? No. Uh, have you heard, Chuck, of a guy named... And I'm sorry that I just shamed you on our podcast. It's a bad pun. It wasn't that bad. Eh. I've heard way worse. Sure. We've listened to tech stuff. That's right. Have you heard of a guy named Robert Waller? Uh, it sounds familiar, but I always say no and end up saying it yes. Doesn't, no, you've not heard of this guy. Okay. I would be very surprised if you had. All right, let's hear it. Robert Waller uh, in 1996 was a Walmart employee, uh, stalker apparently, at the um, Fredericton, New Brunswick, Canada store. Okay? Okay. 1996, December 1996 was a big month for a new toy that had just debuted called Tickle oh, Me Elmo. Elmo. And uh, Robert Waller was about to find out the lengths that people would go to to get their hands on one of these. Um, and December 14th, during a Midnight Madness sale, apparently uh-huh. Walmart had sold out of these things. Uh-huh. But that hadn't dissuaded customers from basically roving the Walmart in packs looking for them. Where is it? Exactly. <laughs> Behind stuff, just knocking stuff over. And they see Waller. Uh-huh. Accepting a box of these from another employee, and they went after him. Really? He suffered. Uh, he was pulled under, trampled. The crotch was yanked out of his brand new jeans. Uh, he suffered a pulled hamstring. Whoa, 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 whoa. Back up a second. They physically tore the crotch from his jeans? <laughs> trying to get to this... To, uh, Trying to get their hands on a tickle me elmo. You know how hard it like is to rip denim. Was, yeah, exactly, yeah. <sighs> but if there's like 300 people pulling in the same spot, it's pretty easy. There's strength in numbers. Okay. Um, but So he was just swallowed by this pack of 300 people who, who were trying to get to these Tickle Me Elmos. He suffered injuries to his back, his jaw, and his knee. And uh, he suffered a broken rib and a concussion. Not funny. No, it wasn't funny. And we can assume that Mr. Waller, ironically, in the course of giving over these Tickle Me Elmos, was in no way, shape, or form tickled. No. And that he probably didn't laugh, because as we know, tickling is related to laughter, as anybody who has seen a Tickled Me Elmo knows. Yeah, yeah. But have you stopped and wondered why we laugh when we tickle? I know you have. I have. Because you've asked me before. (laughs) You said, we should do this. You know, as a side note, I read this awesome article in The New Yorker last week about crowd uh, trampling and crushes and crowd waves and stuff. Uh We should do a podcast on that. We talked about it in um, Riot Control, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's really interesting stuff and sad. I agree. And th- they wrote this one because of the Walmart incident last year at Black Friday. Yeah, somebody died at that one. Yep. There's no Tickle Me Elmo, so I couldn't use it. 
But I saw that in my Flat research. Flat screen TVs, I think, were the culprit of that. That is so messed up. What is wrong with people? I don't know. And Black Friday deals, everybody knows they've gotten increasingly suckier in this economy. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So that was a little sidetrack. Sorry about that, Josh. No, that was the intro. Let's, no, I mean my little uh, New Yorker thing. Let's get back to tickling. Okay. Because that's happier. Well, we, we have a question before us. Why do people laugh when we're tickled? This has been around for a very, very long time. People have pondered this kind of thing, right? Oh, yeah. Um, Sir Francis Bacon said that um, you don't necessarily have to be in a good mood in yeah. the 17th century. Kevin Bacon? Kevin Bacon was like, I, I'm, I'm neutral on this subject. <laughs> um, and then uh, uh, Darwin was huge about tickling. He did a lot of studying of tickling. I didn't know that until uh, I read this. He concluded that you have to be in a pretty good mood. To be tickled, that you have to be in the right frame of mind, yeah. because both both um, tickling and laughter require a good mood. Yeah, he was wrong, though. And tickling and laughter are linked. We'll, we'll get into that. But it, it's a question that very smart people have explored and failed to explain, and we're not going to explain it in this podcast, Chuck. We're just not. No. This was, I wrote this, by the way, I want to apologize to you. I wrote this in like within a couple months of getting here, and I was just out to prove myself, and this is not my finest article. I confused myself when I went back and read parts of this. Can I, uh, can I read a sentence aloud, written by your hand? Yeah. A gentle kiss can create physical arousal. So let's talk about it. what's the what's the physiology of tickling. Is that what you wanted to do? Yeah, let's talk about touch. Uh, you have millions, we all have millions of nerve endings, little tiny ones um, under our skin that tell our brain when touch is coming or... You know, when something we've hot been touched. or something cold. That's how, like, it sends alerts, like, get your hand off the stove, that kind of thing. Right. That's one of the ways we survive. Exactly. Uh, when they are stimulated um, by something uh, like a light touch, which is called what? It's called nismesis, K-N-I-S-M-E-S-I-S. And that's um, G. Stanley Hall yeah. and Arthur Allen, who they in 1997 them. decided that there's really just two categories of tickles, light tickling, right? Mm-hmm. Like say by a feather. Yeah. Very light touch. And then um, heavy tickling, which by the way is the only one that can induce laughter, which is car- called gargolesis. Gargolesis. <laughs> That's not a very good name for it. No. So a light touch, let's say it sends a message um, through the nervous system. It goes through a couple of uh, regions in the brain, Josh, to help mm-hmm. this along called the somatosensory cortex is right. one. And that analyzes touch. And pressure, and then the anterior cingulated cortex governs pleasant feelings. So you put touch and pleasant feelings together, and your brain is going to calculate tickle and laughter, maybe. Right. So there you go. The end. Well, that's, right? <laughs> that's the physiology of tickling, as far as we know. And, and anybody who's actually paying attention to that little spiel, your ears should have perked up because it's fairly incomplete. We we gathered this information from the Wonder Machine. Yeah, fMRI. You and I both love the Wonder Machine, but we both know that humans aren't fully capable of using it to its full potential yet, and therefore it doesn't fully prove anything. It just suggests everything. Let's just give a brief primer on the MRI, okay? Right. What does it do, Chuck? It's a fancy machine uh-huh. that uh, lights up and basically shows you what regions of the brain are activated when you're doing introducing certain stimuli. Right, and by activated, we mean like that they're suddenly getting more oxygen supply via blood 
than they had before. So there's a correlation, but the MRI doesn't so- show causation, although exactly. a lot of people say, oh, well, the MRI shows this, so that's right. proof. It's not. It shows causation, or correlation, yeah. not causation. Well, it also correlated in this case why we can't self-tickle, because the cerebellum says, hey, uh, body, your finger is approaching your armpit, and you know it's coming. And supposedly, if you know it's coming, you're not going to be tickled. And people as far back as Aristotle have wondered why. And he supposed that, yeah, that's probably it. Like, you know it's coming. Mm-hmm. The thing is, it it doesn't that doesn't fully explain it. Because think about it. Like, when somebody comes at you like, boy, yeah. boy, Yeah, boy, that, you, that boy. even it, accentuates it, it. It totally does. Yeah. And what, what, but I, that doesn't mean that this is incorrect. The cerebellum is responsible for recognizing motion, not just in yourself, uh-huh. but in others. Oh, okay. So what they found is, for some reason, just based on MRIs, when you're doing it to yourself, the cerebellum's less active. Basically, they, what they surmise is that your brain has judged that Something totally insignificant is about to happen, so don't pay any attention to it. Let's just keep looking out for, you know, antelopes to jump on or tigers that are coming at us. Yeah. You know what that's called? What? Sensory attenuation. Yes. And that's when the brain filters out, like you said, anything unnecessary. True that. I wonder, though, I read this, I wonder if someone with alien hand syndrome could tickle themselves. I would think wholeheartedly. Because that's your brain question. doesn't know yeah. what's going on. And Why? Because of an accident, generally, with alien hand syndrome, your brain isn't receiving the message that your arm is moving. Right. That's true. So I guess, yeah, I don't see why you wouldn't be able to tickle yourself. So I, I guess one thing, one idea for um, that explains ticklishness or the, the fact that we are ticklish mm-hmm. um, is is supported or supports the idea or the reason why we can't tickle ourselves because it's insignificant, mm-hmm. right? Um, and one idea why... We are ticklish and why we tickle others is because it's a, a product of socialization and a tool of it too, right? Right. Well, are you talking about Darwin Hecker? Yes. Uh, Ewald Hecker with Darwin, um, like you said, they, they hooked up together and said you have to be in a good mood, but that's sort of been disproven. I'm not sure how they did these studies though. They said that they would get people to watch like stand up comedy mm-hmm. and get them laughing. Mm-hmm. And they found that they were no more likely to laugh when being tickled. I don't know about that because if you're in a really bad mood and someone tries to tickle you, that's not working. No, that's not necessarily true. If you get a, um, if you're tickled by means of a gargalesis tickle, <laughs> like tickling or laughter is involuntary. If you're ticklish and somebody gets you in the right spot, you can not be in the right frame of mind and you'll still like really? laugh and be ticklish. Yeah, interesting. Come here. No, no, no. And then, well, think about it. If you were ticklish, Chuck. Okay, I can suppose that. Okay. Uh, I'm sure you've seen people being tickled before. Oh, yeah. Like, if your neck's being tickled, your shoulders draw up and, like, your hands go up and you're you're trying to push the person off of you, right? Yeah, or someone goes at your armpit, you, you know, swat them away with a wax off. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, one theory goes that we um, are basically taught that these are very vulnerable places in our bodies, and that we need to protect them. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Like the neck, especially. Yeah, there's a lot of important chunk in there. Yeah, and it's not even tickling with the neck. If someone comes at your neck, your just natural response is to hunch up your shoulders and yeah. like grab their hand or something. Somebody comes at you with the judo chop. You... <laughs> <laughs> and so this cover. goes back to when we were uh, cave people, right? And vulnerable spots on your body where you could bleed out, you want to protect. Now, this, uh, this doesn't necessarily go... 
toward that no. explanation. But what you're talking about being in caves, yeah, yes, this is extremely ancient, and that is that sh- that's proven or suggested by the fact that all great apes um, laugh when they tickle. Yeah, when they're tickled, right? Little bonobos. Yeah. And not just that, orangutans, orangutans, uh-huh. uh huh, pretty much all of like the uh, smarty pants primates, right, have the ability to laugh, and they laugh in different ways. But basically, what it is, it's a panting sound, right? Right. So that goes to show us that you know we diverged from apes ten to sixteen million years ago. If apes can laugh and we can laugh, that means we both came. We both. Laughing is older than that divergence. Right. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Unless we evolved it naturally afterward, but that's less likely, I think, yeah, yeah. than it, it occurring in such an ancient way. It's that also, the idea that it's even older than that divergence uh-huh. um, shows up in the fact that rats laugh when they're tickled. Yeah, and that's so cute. Did you saw the video? I did see the video. Yeah. They studied, uh, I'm sure more than one person has done this, but Jake... A uh, panskep of uh, Bowling Green State University. That's right. It's where my brother went. Go, uh, what are Falcons. They? Go Falcons. They uh, tickled rats, and they found out they have a little chirp that um, is ultrasonic. Humans can't even hear it, uh, but they, you know, were able to record this. And not only do they chirp when tickled, but they have a similar reaction that you were talking about earlier, like a little kid. Once they got used to the tickling, if you started coming at the little rat mm-hmm. with your little fingers, mm-hmm. they started chirping and mm-hmm. wiggling around. They throw themselves on their back and yeah, wiggle in anticipation. But it's also it, though, that same study and video suggests that it's it's play as well because when the person stopped um, tickling, he just put his hand in the cage and the rats would run after it in circles. Right, wherever he moved his hand, they'd go after it like they wanted to play tickle. See, that's a rat study I can get behind. Tickling rats, I'll, I'll do that all day long. Yes. So let's talk about some of the parts of the body, though, because uh, like the soles of the feet, let's say, uh, you walk on these. Not exactly vulnerable. No. Yeah. Not vulnerable. You walk on these heavy plodding every day. Uh, You would think that a light tickle would tickle the feet, and they do, but if you press a palm like really hard against the sole of your foot, it would not tickle. That's all true because of the uh, Meissner's corpuscles. Corpuscles. Corpuscles? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. They're very, very sensitive, and I, I get the indication that they're more sensitive than other areas of the body. Right, and the the soles of the feet are loaded with these things. Yeah. Again, no one has any idea why, and the fact that the soles of your feet, which aren't very vulnerable, especially pre-shoe, you know, yeah. we have pretty tough feet when, when there wasn't such a thing as shoes, right? Yeah. Yet the feet were still understandably ticklish, probably. Sure. Um, it kind of undermines that idea that it's it's um, socialization of the vulnerable parts of your body. Right. It doesn't make any sense. Right. But that is why your feet, why you don't tickle, why your feet aren't tickled whenever you walk. That'd because be awesome. the pressure is different. <laughs> what a it world. Be a, it would be a much different world. Everyone would have like balloons and stuff. <laughs> what um What I couldn't figure out, though, is how it's tied to laughter. You want to know why you couldn't figure it out? Because it's not proven? No one has any idea. Uh, okay. We just know that they're, it's involuntary. Right. We know that it's not related to mood. Right. We know that um, not a light touch, that light touch, the nismesis can actually, it can be arousing 
or it can be annoying, like a fly buzzing on you. Well, yeah, and that's like that doesn't that doesn't cause laughter. Yeah, you see a horse or a cow like whacking flies off of their uh, hind end. Right, that kind of thing. So that's why we have that touch, but it can also be arousing. It's considered a type of tickle. It's the uh, gargolesis tickle that's laughter inducing. Okay, but we don't understand why. Another evolutionary biology theory is that um, it's a benign form of human conflict. So uh, we can sure. get our aggressions out yeah, yeah. without actually causing any hurt feelings. And the laughter um, shows that it's all fine and dandy and nobody's really upset. But this, that that's undermined by the idea that you can really upset a person right. by tickling them for a prolonged period past the point where they don't want to be tickled any longer. Yeah. They can be kind of upset. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As a, as a younger brother, you know this. Yeah, well, my sister actually, uh, her husband, who was the boyfriend, you know, years ago, used to tickle her like crazy. Yeah, and it, you know, it got out of hand. She got angry. Tickle torture. Tickle. Yeah, it's exactly what it was. Did you Did you look tickle up jail? tickle torture? No, I didn't. You should. Is that a thing? <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> I looked up uh, tickle torture, which I always thought was like medieval. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's either Chinese tickle torture, or Indian tickle torture, some exotic land tacked onto the to right. the front. Right. Um, apparently, it may have been used. In medieval Europe, as a form of torture, um, bring not, up the feather. Right nowadays, it's used as a form of um, torture in a very sexual way. Right, um, at least as far as daily motion is concerned. Okay, um, but that that kind of brings up something, or it brings us back to Darwin. Darwin suggested that we tickle, and he he probably has the most elegantly simple explanation. We tickle because we form social bonds. Yeah. And, if somebody you don't know tickles you, that's an attack. If somebody you do know and you feel comfortable with tickles you, it's intimacy of it some is. sort. Whether it's parental or, mm-hmm. or sibling or you know the creation of or the strengthening of, of bonds between like sexual partners. Right, right. It, it it's it, it, like you said, it's intimate. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder if the the fact that it's uh, we retreat or react because we're afraid of an attack. And if, if if it's the same with apes and rats, if that holds true for them as well. Like it's an, a benign attack for them? Too? Yeah. Well, yeah, because they were talking about the apes like playing, like they do it during play. Right. And the rats seem to take it as play as well. Interesting. But what that is useful for, we don't really know. We or maybe do, we do yeah. know and we're looking too deeply into it. We should do one on laughter, period. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. All right. Let's do one. Be a good one. Um. I guess the answer to the question then, Chuck, is we don't know why people laugh when tickled. That's disappointing. (laughs) It's a little disappointing, but we'll come back to it when we do figure it out. Well, maybe we will one day. Okay. All right. So if you want to learn more about how we don't have any idea why we laugh when we tickle, you can uh, read this really kind of bad article I wrote um, years back, and you can read it by writing in laugh and tickle in the search bar at HowStuffWorks.com. Uh, which will bring up that article and which brings up listener mail. Josh, I'm going to call this uh, kind of a mean thing to do, but sort of funny as well. <laughs> Is it a Munchausen's uh, email? Uh, no. How to control a riot. This is from Eric with a K. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, hello, Stuff You Should Know staff. <laughs> like we have a staff. Yes. It's me, you, and Jerry. That's it's a staff. Tesla and Picasso. Uh, I listened to How to Control a Riot, and you spoke of mob mentality. It brought to mind a game 
that uh, my friends and I used to play when I was in the Disney College program. Oh, yeah. This is pretty good. Uh, If we were sitting around the apartment with nothing to do for the day, uh, my group of friends uh, would go into a Disney park until it was time to drink. So I guess you had pretty much free access to the Disney park if you were in this college program. Mm -hmm. We would get ten or more people uh, together and stand in a line. The line would be in front of a wall or a fence away from any entrance or exit. It is really funny to see more and more people get in line behind the group of friends. The best part is when, at the same time, the group just disperses at the same time, like the original people would just leave. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, those people standing in line were like, why are we standing by a wall? What was this here for? Uh, the befuddled look on their faces would really crack us up. I admit, this is not the nicest thing in the world, wasting part of people's day at Disney. Uh, I still get a chuckle, though, when I think of it. It's funny to me now. We just go with the flow. I group this in with face the wrong way and an elevator, which yeah. is something he does. It's very off-putting. Uh, it is. It's a you little, ever do that? Oh, yeah, I do it all the time. Do I don't really? do it to annoy people. I do it because I'm, like, talking to people. Oh, well, yeah, sure. But, yeah, I know I don't just stand there like that. <laughs> like with strangers. Usually I kneecap people who do that. Uh, you guys are the greatest. This is Eric with a K. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Eric, for with the K. Look for your kneecapping if we're ever in an elevator <laughs> together. Or if you're standing by a wall, I'm coming after you, buddy. Yes. Uh, if you have any stories about Disney, we want to hear about them. Especially the gnarly, uh, seedy underbelly of Disney. Like it's Disney Jail. Right? Yeah, and I heard that there's just a whole underground under the entire park. Mm-hmm. That's what the rumor Filled is. Filled with mutants. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we want to hear your Disney stories. Please don't send us any heartwarming, heartfelt ones. It's, we can just find those anywhere. Send us your CD Disney stories in an email to stuffpodcast at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. To learn more about the podcast, click on the podcast icon in the upper right corner of our homepage. The HowStuffWorks iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?